Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We're digging deep into the digital revolution that is changing everything about the business world. And we're delighted today to have a couple of guests who are going to talk to us about the move that is occurring at, you know, accelerating rate from mainframes to the cloud. We've got Scott Silk, who's the CEO of Estadia, and Walter Sweat, who's the CTO. Gentlemen, welcome to Cloud Wars Live. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Guys, uh, you know, Walter Scott, uh, just b before we started the recording, man, we were talking about this just remarkable time that's going on now in the business world. And, you know, this notion that mainframes would be around forever. And I think perhaps in some cases they will be, but you guys have sort of a ringside seat here to see what's going on and how companies are finding that in some cases, this whole surge into the digital revolution and the digital economy, uh, the mainframes just aren't able to, uh, you know, to do, to perform uh, what businesses need them to. So guys, if you could give us an overview of what's happening in this whole mainframe world and where you see it headed. I can take this one, Walter. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. People have been talking about how long mainframes would be around. And over the last couple of years, we saw a real acceleration in people exiting the mainframe for the cloud. And it's really driven by three things. The first one's actually the baby boomers retiring. I know that sounds like a strange comment to make, but um, leadership teams in, in companies now want to retire the mainframe before the staff that supports the mainframe retires, and those are baby boomers. So that's kind of the push in the industry. Um, COVID-19, and I feel a terrible saying this, actually helped our business a bit because a lot of baby boomers are fearful of COVID and don't want to go back into the data center. So they're retiring early, mm -hmm. further accelerating the, the run on mainframes. And then the last bit, is the, the cloud players, AWS, Azure, Google. Um, they, they're, they're a crazy, these are three companies with trillion dollar market caps fighting for cloud market share. And they're trying to grow their cloud business as fast as they can. So where, what are they doing? They're attacking the mainframes because that's where all the cloud consumption is gonna be coming from in years to come. Yeah, um, so Scott, uh, those factors too, you know, in some ways you got the internal factor of the, the, the team, the, the, the people who know and love and have fed and watered these mainframes for years are moving out of the workforce. Externally, you've got, uh, you know, some, as you said, you know, these incredibly powerful, uh, dynamic hyperscaler companies coming in there. Um, is it a matter of, would you say also, is it that the, the, the mainframes are just not able to do what businesses need them to do these days? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, it's really a perfect storm that's happening right now. Um, the, the move off the mainframe is a perfect storm, but also if you take a look at the business drivers on why, why people are leaving, um, we, we talked about the human element. Um, the, you have to retire that mainframe before the staff that supports the mainframe retires. Secondly, it's a financial uh, situation where when you move to the cloud, you can oftentimes save 60 to 80% of your annual operating budget. In fact, we just went live with a, a major project uh, at the US Air Force and they're saving over 80% of their annual operating budget by going, to, by going to the cloud. And then thirdly, it's about business agility. A lot of mainframe systems are older batch oriented systems. When you get to the cloud, it's agile. So it makes you much more competitive from a business situation. Scott, would you agree that if we use like FinTech as an example, there are certain industries where <laughs> there is such a need to change and be responsive to ever-changing business needs that it's imperative that people have that flexibility you talk about. 
you know, uh, these old brick and mortar banks that uh, and investment firms that have had mainframes for 40 years are now competing with people who are coming up who never had a mainframe, who are able to adjust to ever-changing economies. And it's causing that paradigm shift, them having to be able to respond more quickly. And that's one of the reasons that these companies are looking for the cloud to be of help for them. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt about it. If you're running a company, Walter, that's uh, uh, you're running in a superscalar cloud environment and I'm being locked in by an old Unisys or IBM mainframe competing, you're going to beat me 10 times out of 10. Yep. And Scott, there's, uh, you know, the, the, the cost function that you mentioned there, like uh, that, that example, the Air Force, 80% operating budget plus the move to the cloud can give you more of that nimbleness and flexibility and agility you and Walter just described here. So um, where would you say we are sort of on that ramp of the mainframe to cloud migration? Are we just at the beginning? Is it in the middle? That's a great question. I would think there's about 20,000 mainframes left in existence spread over 5,500 customers. And if I had to prognosticate, I think we're probably the, in the third inning of a nine inning game. And the way I view, view those 20,000 mainframes that are still out there, the next five years, probably 75 to 80% of those will be migrated to the cloud. And then in the next five years, that final 20% will be uh, in the cloud. And then the mainframe will be in the books. Okay, wow. Um, Walter, I wanted to ask you now, we hear different things in this, this move uh, from the mainframe to the cloud. In some ways, some folks talk about replatforming. Other times you hear about refactoring. What's the difference there and what are the benefits of each? A most intriguing question. And it's on all the calls that we're on, we always like to kind of really talk about what those R's, the Gartner 5 R's really mean. Uh, because to some people, replatforming means one thing. To another, it means something completely different. For us, replatforming is what we kind of grew up on, taking people off expensive mainframes, moving them originally on-premise and now to the cloud, where they're still using the same technologies. They're just running on a much more cost-effective platform. But it's kind of a like-for-like. Like. Uh, and that's been great for people for years. Um, but we have customers who say, you know, I've got a real challenge. My last COBOL programmer is retiring next month and I can't keep those same technologies. So for those people, refactoring, what we call refactoring, shifting into newer technologies is very important. So having the ability to take COBOL and move it to C Sharp or to Java, retain the business functionality, but put it into a language and an environment where people can really start to work with it more easily and where they can attract more people who can work on it. So for us, that's the real difference, keeping it as it was on a lower cost platform, replatform, or refactor that to new languages where you can attract more resources to work. Great, Walter. And um, Scott, tell me, uh, please, you know, if you've got a customer who undergoes one of those types of migrations, and you get a, a successful project that's done, you check back in with the customer, what are some of the advantages that they talk to you about that they're able to do now that they, things that they weren't able to do before? Yeah, so when, when you're in the new cloud environment, we, we talked about the benefits before, you're now saving a lot of money, 
you're now in a much more agile environment. You're future-proof the organization because when you got, uh, I have to be I have to be careful here. When you have people that uh, look like Walter and myself retiring, <laughs> you now are future-proof because now you've got a team of people, younger generation that are Java and C sharp uh, experts, and that kind of it gives you a nice future-proof runway. But the other thing we're seeing though is it's a it's a wonderful platform. Um, for, to, for digital transformation. So once people are in the cloud, they may want to do DevOps. They may want to do uh, predictive analytics on top of the new platform, things of that nature. So it really is, is an ideal platform to transform your, your enterprise digitally. Yeah, and guys, along those lines, you know, uh, one of the things that we're following here closely at Cloud Wars is across different industries. And Walter, you had brought up the example of FinTechs, right? Um, we hear about insurance companies saying that not only do they need to change their technology, they need to change the perception of how the world views them. Uh, because so many young people grew up, and I think it was SAP had done a survey of millennials, and they said they found that 36% of millennials were asked, would you prefer to buy insurance from an insurance provider or somebody else? And 36% of them said we'd prefer to buy it from a technology company. So there's this whole different mindset across industries. And the airline industry is saying we've got to behave more like a retailer. Um, you it, so all these things are changing, and it seems to me for all the wonderful things that mainframes were able to do in a different world when this change wasn't so widespread and so disruptive. But we're just in a different time now. So Scott, I think that played into some of what I was asking about. That you got cost, agility, flexibility, the new generation coming in, and it gives those businesses, your customers. Uh, you know, Estadia's customers, the opportunity to move as fast as the world around them. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. We, we talk about being faster than the speed of change. Yeah. And if you don't want to be a dinosaur in this business, you have to be faster than the speed of change. Otherwise, you'll be, uh, you know, you'll be uh, not competitive in the years to come, for sure. Walter, do you have, would you like to add to that? I, I would. I, you know, I like to say that um, in business today, you're either moving forward or you're falling behind. There is no staying still. And that's what the mainframe was for an awful lot of years. I think it was a staying still platform. Uh, you weren't really adopting new technologies. You weren't responding as quickly. Um, the internet has certainly changed things. Not just the internet of things, but the internet where people do have those choices to go find where they want to buy their insurance. Um, being able to continued advancing technology and leveraging new technology. Scott, you talked about uh, predictive analytics before, like with the Air Force project, them being able to define when they needed to go work on their planes, not just waiting until a plane was decommissioned or not able to fly. Getting ahead of that curve is vitally important. And by moving from the mainframe to the cloud, getting the data in an environment where you can start to leverage that um, we found our customers find that that helps them run their businesses in ways that they really never could before. So, yep, absolutely. So, guys, I, it sounds like, you know, Estadia didn't just, you know, pop into existence here and you got lucky. What's the Estadia story, right? How are you in this? Uh, how did you come to be in this sweet spot right in the middle of this mainframe to, uh, to cloud migration trend? Yeah, so um, historically, we started in the business in 1994, um, and we started moving, interestingly enough, Unisys mainframes to IBM, and then IBM and Unisys mainframes to distributed platforms, and now 
IBM and distributed platforms to, to the cloud environment. Um, what we've learned in this 30 year journey though, there are three things that, that make us, we feel effective in the, in the space. And the first thing is when you move a mainframe to the cloud, it's, it's more a mainframe project than a cloud project. Initially, a lot of people were thinking mainframe to cloud means cloud project. In reality, 85% of the work on a, on a mainframe to cloud projects on the mainframe. So we encourage people, our best practices, we encourage specialization. Um, and, and we are really, you know, we have, I, have, I need a better analogy than this, but we tell people, God forbid, if you, had, if you had brain cancer, would you go to your family doctor or would you find the specialist? Well, hopefully you'd, you'd be looking for the brain surgeon and you'd scour the country or the world for the best one. We like to think we're the brain surgeons and moving mainframe workloads to the, to the cloud. Secondly, you can't, uh, you can't beat experience. And, and oftentimes we'll compete with a global systems integrator that'll back up a bus with really bright, talented 28-year-old MBAs in reality, to be effective in this space, I, I joke about this, but this visual is really good. We either have the no hair group or the gray hair group or the people that use a lot of hair products. And, and what I mean by that is our average consultant has 26 years mainframe experience. And oftentimes we're competing with really smart 28 year olds. And that's, that's, we feel that experience is really important. And then the final bit uh, that makes us successful is that, that, uh, specialized software assets and specialized methodology. And when you, when you tie together the focus, the experience and the, and the tailored software and methodology that, that translates into a very high project success rate for our clients. Yeah. What are, what are uh, you know, a couple of the keys in that software methodology that Estadia has, because, you know, I think Scott, those three points you made are right on the mark. And if wow. I guess I'm on the customer side, I know I have to do this. But I'm also realizing, gosh, if this goes sideways at all, this is going to be a big problem. So how do you reassure, you know, those customers of yours that you've got the, the capability and the software know how to make this happen? It's well, a lot of it. Go ahead, Walter. Oh, age sorry, before, Scott. Age before uh, beauty, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> we, we think it's important to, for customers to work with someone who's done two or 300 of these before. That's where the proof comes into play. And what Scott was talking about before, I think is vitally important. Part of that methodology, recognizing that a mainframe migration is much more than just converting code and data and screens and JCL. Uh, Scott and I grew up on the mainframe. We believe in the mainframe. It's a wonderful environment. Uh, and the beauty of it is that it works the same way every day in the same way, giving the same good results but it doesn't do it just because there's good code out there. There's a multitude of factors that come into play. Um, a 20 year history or a 40 year history of building this mainframe up with all the technologies in play, that has to be replicated in the cloud environment. So we think it's important when we're talking to a customer to try to assure them that this is the right decision. Uh, it's helping them understand that we will account for everything they're doing on the mainframe custom print handling and security, uh, interfacing to the job schedulers that they have, not just converting code and data, but all that holistic view of what exists on the mainframe. We want them to understand it's hard work, but it's a methodology that has been proven and we can just continue to replicate that with them. And that seems to, to help people appreciate that it, it's not an easy thing. You don't just push a button and have it happen. 
and you want people who've done this many times to uh, to give them that comfort level. So, um, Scott and Walter, I know you've touched on some of these points before, but let me just circle back on this a little bit too, because um, this is, and I love those numbers, Scott, that you shared there, about 20,000 mainframes across 5,500 customers. We're about, you know, 20%, 25% of the way through here, uh, moving forward like that. How is how is it that Estadia is going to be able to stand out uh, among a lot of other competitors, right? Because I would think that, you know, a hot market, high demand, you'll have some of the mainframe companies saying, I can do it. Some, you know, whiz bang, new cloud companies saying, no, no, I can do it. Where does Estadia differentiate itself? So we talked a bit about our specialization, our focus, our experience, and our, our tailored methodology and software. But I think what's very important that translates into success. And, and we have a 97% a project success rate in an industry where the success rate is 24%. Pretty, pretty dramatic. And, and one, one of the things we always do, we force customers to call our references. If you're a, if you're a large bank, we want you to call, call a large bank. If you're a large manufacturer, we want you to call a large manufacturer. And, and um, it's, it's if, when you're in a market with a 97% success rate versus an industry average of 24%, referenceability is of utmost importance. Particularly, if you think about it, the mainframe is the heart and lung machine of a client. You better get that project right. And we always tell our CIOs, you know, when you successfully move your mainframe to the cloud, you're going to end up in the CEO's office. Unfortunately, the opposite is also true. <laughs> You want it to be a happy discussion or absolutely. one kind? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Walter, how about from your perspective? One of the things that we hope differentiates us, and this is especially important for people moving to the cloud, we think, is our factory capability of industrializing this effort. Um, we have a tremendous amount of automated tools and tooling that helps us do conversions and automated testing. And by making use of that automation, we think that we can ensure that we get projects done more quickly, more in a more cost-effective way, uh, and ensure that people get the same results that they had on the mainframe. So that level of automation and industrialization, we think is very, very important. That's a, that's a great point. In, in all cases, if we can have the software doing the work that allows us to get people to the cloud faster and allows them to scale higher and do it in, in, in shorter timeframes and thus much more cost-effectively. Yeah. Scott, you've talked before about the industry bleeding at the neck problem. And I think that that's, that's real critical here that there aren't as many people as old as Scott and me still doing this as there used to be, and there are going to be fewer. So by being able to uh, automate that process, you don't have that same concern that there aren't enough people to handle uh, 20,000 mainframe migrations out there. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. There are not a lot, there, the people that they, we, we call them unicorns, the COBOL kicks DB2, the deep technical experts, they will retire before the mainframes are migrated. And, and it just, a, a, but what our tooling does is it eliminates the need for 80% of these unicorns because the software is doing the work. So it puts us in a really unique position in the industry where we can just use our, our software assets to migrate migrate uh, mainframes to the cloud with, with limited technical requirements, technical expertise required. 
And uh, I think, Walter, as you pointed out, with a few hundred uh, of these projects under your belt, 97% success rate, that has to be something that could give some confidence to a company that, you know, as Scott, you said, it's the heart and lung machine. We're going to make, we're going to yep. shift this heart and lung machine into a, a new environment and it's going to be even better. I did my very first mainframe migration in 1994 with a different company. We did it manually. Uh, it was horrible. It was terrible. I would never want to do that again. Over the years, we have all the bumps and bruises. We know things that work well, and we certainly know things that don't work well, and we avoid them. So we want to pass that comfort level on and share it with our new customers to say, yeah, there are going to be things that will be difficult. Uh, we'll get there together. We'll find the solutions. We most likely have already encountered what you have going on already. So um, we think that it's important to be able to have that level of experience and number of opportunities that we've worked on. Yeah. Guys, this has been a great conversation. Could I offer to each of you, Scott and Walter, the you know, a final thought here? Yeah, that would be that would be terrific. You know, you mentioned millennials, and my son's a millennial and he works for the company. Okay. And he asked me one day, he said, that project success rate of 97%, do you really track that? And I said, we do. We tracked it back to 1994. And he said, Dad, you've been here six years. What's the project success rate on your watch? And I'm like, God, I really don't even know. I, I, we've had a couple of real hard ones. And they've been hard because the code's 40 years old and it's not documented and the people have left the company. And then all of a sudden I started thinking, it's 100%. Every project we've embarked on in the last six years is a referenceable customer. It doesn't feel like it along the way, because but it's very difficult. So what I believe you're, you're the audience thinking, you know, we're the largest boutique, the largest specialty company in the space. And we like to consider ourselves as the trusted advisor in the space as well. Yeah. Thanks. I would just add, if I could, that for companies considering a migration from the mainframe to the cloud, take, take good note in that there are people have, who have done it and have done it for years. And the larger customers are starting to do it now. Not just exploring it, not just talking about it, but have directives to actually follow that path. So it is doable, it is hard work, uh, but the benefits can just be dramatic. Um, so we hope that people will, will certainly consider that. Yeah, and now the Fortune 100 is doing it. And not too many years ago, it was you know for smaller, mid-sized, and now the largest of the large are, are jumping on the mainframe to cloud bandwagon. So we're really excited about that. Oh, that's a fantastic story. Um, Scott, Walter, thank you so much for sharing the story about what Estadia is doing, where it's headed. And, you know, some pretty impressive numbers in there about those growth rates. A lot of pressure on you, Scott, to keep that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> we aim high. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you, gentlemen, so much. This has been terrific. And folks in the audience, thanks to all of you for being with us. Glad you're able to hear the story about what Estadia is doing in the mainframe to cloud migration business. We'll see you next time.